book one chapter nine of the mystical city of god volume two by the venerable sister mary of jesus of agreda this librivox recording is in the public domain book one chapter nine the most high renews all his favors and benefits in the most holy mary and as the ultimate preparation for the incarnation makes her sovereign and queen of all the universe on the last day of the novena of immediate preparation of the tabernacle psalm forty five verse five which he was to sanctify by his coming the most high resolved to renew his wonders and multiply his tokens of love repeating the favors and benefits which up to this day he had conferred upon the princess mary but the almighty chose to work in such a way that in drawing forth from his infinite treasures his gifts of old he always added thereto such as were new all of these different kinds of wonders were appropriate to the end he had in view lowering his divinity to the human nature and raising a woman to the dignity of mother of god in descending to the lowliness of man's estate god neither could nor needed to change his essence for remaining immutable in himself he could unite his person to our nature but an earthly woman in ascending to such an excellence that god should unite with her and become man of her substance apparently must traverse an infinite space and be raised so far above other creatures as to approach god's infinite being itself the day had then arrived in which most holy mary was to reach the last stage and be placed so close to god as to become his mother in that night at the hour of greatest silence she was again called by the same lord as it had happened on other days the humble and prudent queen responded my heart is prepared psalm 107 verse 2 my lord and exalted sovereign let thy divine pleasure be fulfilled in me immediately she was as on the preceding day born body and soul by the hands of her angels to the empyrean and placed in the presence of the royal throne of the most high and his divine majesty raised her up and seated her at his side assigning to her the position and throne which she was to occupy for ever in his presence next to the one reserved for the incarnate word it was the highest and the most approximate to god himself for it excelled incomparably that of any of the other blessed and that of all of them together from this position she saw the divinity by an abstractive vision as at other times and his majesty hiding from her the dignity of mother of god manifested to her such unusual and such high sacraments that on account of their sublimity and my insignificant capacities i cannot describe them again she saw in the divinity all things created and many other possible and future ones the corporeal things god manifested and made known to her by corporeal and sensible images as if they had been presented to her ocular vision the fabric of the universe which before this she had known in parts now appeared to her in its entirety distinctly pictured as upon canvas with all the creatures contained therein she saw the harmony order connection and dependence of each toward each and of the divine will which had created them governs and preserves them each in its place and mode of existence again she saw all the heavens and the stars the elements and those that lived in them purgatory limbo hell and all the occupants of these caverns 
just as the position of the queen of creation was above all creatures and inferior only to that of god so also the knowledge given to her was superior to that of all created things being inferior only to that of the lord while thus the heavenly lady was lost in admiration of what the almighty showed to her and was wrapped in praise and exultation of the lord his majesty spoke to her and said my chosen dove all the visible creatures which thou beholdest i have created and preserved in all their variety and beauty by my providence solely for the love of men and from all the souls which i have until now created and which are predestined to be created until the end i shall choose and select the congregation of the faithful who shall be set apart and washed in the blood of the lamb in the redemption of the world they shall be the special fruit of his redemption and they shall enjoy its blessings through the new law of grace and the sacraments to be instituted by the redeemer and afterwards those that persevere shall partake of my eternal glory and friendship for these chosen ones i have primarily created these wonderful works and if all of them would strive to serve me adore and acknowledge my holy name as far as i am concerned i would for each and every one of them create these great treasures and assign all over to them as their possession and if i had created only one being capable of my grace and glory i would have made it the lord and master of all creation for this would be a much smaller favor than to make it partaker of my friendship and of eternal happiness thou my spouse shalt be my chosen one and thou hast found grace in my sight and therefore i make thee mistress of all these goods and i give thee dominion and possession of them all so that if thou art a faithful spouse according to my wishes thou mayest distribute and dispose of them according as thou desirest and according as thy intercession shall direct for this is the purpose for which they are given into thy possession therewith the most blessed trinity placed a crown on the head of our princess mary consecrating her as the sovereign queen of all creation upon it was spread and enameled the inscription mother of god but its meaning was not known to her at this time the heavenly spirits however knew it and they were filled with admiration at the magnificence of the lord toward this maiden most fortunate and blessed among womankind they revered and honored her as their legitimate queen and as sovereign of all creation all these portents of love the right hand of the most high wrought according to the order most benefiting his infinite wisdom for before coming down to assume flesh in the virginal womb of this lady it was proper that all his courtiers should acknowledge his mother as their queen and mistress and give her due honor as such it was certainly proper and just that god should first make her queen before making her mother of the prince of eternities for she that was to bear a prince must necessarily first be a queen and be acknowledged as queen by her vassals that the angels should know her as mother was not improper nor was there any necessity of concealing it from them but on the other hand it seemed due to the majesty of the divinity that the tabernacle chosen for his indwelling should appear before them prepared and adorned with all that was highest in dignity and perfection in nobility and magnificence to the highest extent in which it was possible thus then was she presented to the holy angels and recognized by them as their honored queen and lady in order to put the last touch to this prodigious work of preparing the most holy mary the lord extended his powerful arm 
and expressly renewed the spirit and the faculties of the great lady giving her new inclinations habits and qualities the greatness and excellence of which are inexpressible in terrestrial terms it was the finishing act and the final retouching of the living image of god in order to form in it and of it the very shape into which the eternal word the essential image of the eternal father second letter to the corinthians chapter four verse four and the figure of his substance hebrews chapter one verse three was to be cast thus the whole temple of most holy mary more so than that of solomon was covered with the purest gold of the divinity inside and out third book of kings chapter six verse thirty so that nowhere could be seen in her any grossness of an earthly daughter of adam her entire being was made to shine forth the divinity for since the divine word was to issue from the bosom of the eternal father to descend to that of mary he provided for the greatest possible similarity between the mother and the father no words at my disposal could ever suffice to describe as i would wish the effects of these favors in the heart of our great queen and mistress human thought cannot conceive them how then can human words express them but what has caused the greatest wonder in me when i considered these things in the light given to me is the humility of this heavenly woman and the mutual contest between her humility and the divine power rare and astonishing prodigy of humility to see this maiden most holy mary though raised to the supremest dignity and holiness next to god yet humiliating herself and debasing herself below the meanest of the creatures so that by the force of this humility no thought of her being destined for the mothership of the messias could enter into her mind and not only this she did not even have a suspicion of anything great or admirable in herself psalm one hundred thirty verse one her eyes and heart were not elated on the contrary the higher she ascended by the operation of the right hand of her god so much the more lowly were her thoughts concerning herself it was therefore just that the almighty should look upon her humility luke chapter one verse forty eight and that therefore all generations should call her fortunate and blessed instruction which the queen and mistress of heaven gave me my daughter the soul that has only a selfish and servile love is not a worthy spouse of the most high for she must not love or fear like a slave nor is she supposed to serve for her daily wages yet although her heart must be a filial and generous love on account of the excellence and immense goodness of her spouse she must nevertheless also feel herself much bounden to him when she considers how rich and liberal he is how on account of his love for souls he has created such a variety of visible goods in order that they might serve those who serve him and especially when she considers how many hidden treasures he has in readiness in the abundance of his sweetness psalm thirty verse twenty for those that fear him as his true children i wish that thou feel deeply obliged to thy lord and father thy spouse and friend at the thought of the riches given to those souls who become his dearest children for as a powerful father he holds in readiness these great and manifold gifts for his children and if necessary all of his gifts for each one of them in particular 
in the midst of such motives and incentives of love the disaffection of men is inexcusable and at the sight of so many blessings given without measure their ingratitude is unpardonable remember also my dearest that thou wast no foreigner or stranger in this house of the lord his holy church ephesians chapter two verse nineteen but thou wast made a domestic and a spouse of christ among the saints favored by his gifts and by the dowry of a bride since all the treasures and riches of the bridegroom belong to the legitimate spouse consider of how great possessions he makes thee participant and mistress enjoy them then as his domestic and be zealous for his honor as a much favored daughter and spouse thank him for all these works and benefits as if they had all been prepared for thee alone by the lord love and reverence him for thyself and for all thy neighbors to whom god has been so liberal in this imitate with thy weak faculties that which thou hast understood of what i have done i assure thee also daughter that it will be very pleasing to me if thou magnify and praise the omnipotent with fervent affection for the favors and riches which beyond all human conception the divine right hand showered upon me End of chapter nine